Welcome back to Switched On, a platform for our emerging generations who are looking at belonging to a community that upholds what it means to learn and grow from life's experiences in order to fulfill one's potential, becoming more switched on in the process. Enjoy the episode. Okay, let's go. <laughs> Bubba, how you going, brother? Mate, I'm very good. I'm very good. That's a change up. That's not the yo, yo, yo. Mate, you know I like to change it up in the podcast or even coffee. <laughs> yeah, true. Change up yeah. here all the time. All right, we're back in the booth for part two of our Men's Health Week podcast episodes for 2023. So just remind you, the theme of Men's Health Week this, this year is healthy habits, focusing on encouraging men and boys to build healthy habits by identifying, identifying small changes that they can make to benefit their health and well-being. And we are very lucky to have another guest in today who we can share this episode with, and it's Gareth from Man Up, mate. How are you going? I'm good, thanks, man. How are you? Good, good. Thank you so much for having me. Very excited to be here. Mate, stoked. We are, uh, we've been playing this one in the works for a little bit. <laughs> Long time. <laughs> and, um, yeah, just so good that we can have you on for this, this week in particular. Yeah. Um, to not break down what Man Up is, but break down yourself. Um, and because I know you got a lot of insights into around men's health mm-hmm. um, and also what the theme is of healthy habits. So okay. it's going to be a good one. Absolutely. And to kick us off, as we always do, in smooth fashion, <laughs> Gareth, what did you do to get switched on this morning? Um, today I woke up um, and went for a run, actually, down by oh, the river, just nice. in uh, Vic Park. Um, came home after that sh- uh, run, cold shower. Yeah, Had to do it. It was cold in the morning, but it's always good to like cold, get even colder get uncomfortable and then um, I meditated for about 30 minutes yeah that's what I did to get 30 minutes yep. yes and that's that's getting switched on <laughs> yeah <laughs> you caught me at a good morning if it was like Sunday morning I'd be like I just did nothing <laughs> <laughs> what about you Tom well before putting on my switched on shirt shout out um, I had finished work a bit late last night so kind of got up around no 7.30 and then I literally like woke up to my alarm got up straight into the cold shower (laughs) and it's just shocked the nervous system and then got up had a quick bit of brekkie ate that in the car right here into the office and then we're here in the podcast let's uh let's go what about you Braden? (laughs) that's a very Russian morning (laughs) um mate we might as well just cut and paste everything the same man it's routine we know but it's still just same old get up cold shower offer a little walk come home did some journaling some reading some meditating and into the office you can you could copy and paste every week, or you can say amp it up and be like say it <laughs> well, different, actually, differently every time. Book, you know, new book, new book. Oh yeah, who gave you that book? Yes, you did give me that book, Thomas. <laughs> so Tom gave me this. Should I read? I just finished a book. Um, yeah. actually, just finished um, Happiest Man on Earth. Don't know okay, it's it actually really good about the Holocaust and stuff. Oh wow! And then Tom gave me this other book, and it literally worked out well. And it's like it's like little um like a quote or a phrase or something. A poem. Poem. And yeah. then he like breaks the poem down okay. and how you can influence, like put that into your life. Into your life yeah. It's, it's from um, Wayne Dyer, do you know? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's and like really he'll get these poems from like Michelangelo, Shakespeare and different guys. And like, I think there's like almost 150 of them. It's crazy, yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. And just like these lessons and how you can apply it to your life and yep. different steps if you want to. But there you go. Anyway, back to Men's Health Week. Let's go. So Let's we wanted to kick this off and Gareth, we're, we're stoked to have you in, mate. And um, just for the listeners, can we just like get a bit more about yourself? Of and, course. Yeah. Um, so yes, my name is Gareth. Um, I'm 25 years old. Um, and I, I would say I have a few focuses that I'm working on right now. Um, one of the main ones is obviously Man Up. Um, that's a, a 
not-for-profit organization that I started with a friend of mine, Haseeb, a few years ago. Um, and basically what we do is we go to schools and we talk to boys basically about forming healthier understandings of masculinity um, and helping them to understand what like healthy um, mental health looks like as well. Um, so that's kind of what I work on as a very big passion project. Um, but as we are a not-for-profit and quite new, it's still a voluntary thing. Um, so besides working for Man Up, um, I also am a personal trainer right now. So I work at Revo. Um, that's it. And with my training, I really f- try to focus on a holistic approach. So how can we um, change your lifestyle? How can we bring in um, an attitude of like self-love into yeah. it as well? Because I think for any kind of lasting habit, there needs to be an element of like motivation and, and self-worth within it as well. So I, I work there pretty much Monday to Saturday, have clients, um, and I really love it. I picked it up as a bit of a side job, um, but it took off and I noticed that there was so much more to it than just showing someone how to use a gym. It was like transforming their life. And and I guess with this, I'm slowly diving more into going into mindset coaching as well, which is my next kind of project as well through the personal training. Yeah, I love um, that. And otherwise, man, like I I also work at Macca's um, on Friday nights. Um, True. Interesting one. So my, my, my dad's a McDonald's licensee. So I work for his company every now and then. Um, and I've been there for ages. So it's kind of like a little treat, bit of fun as well. Um, help my dad out. Yeah. Um, otherwise, yeah, chill on the weekends, um, hang out with my friends, um, my partner, family. Um, trying, I guess, like the mission I would say I try to live by is how can I choose to live through like a state of love, which is like the way I define it. Because I think there are a lot of ways or temptations in this world to stray us away from living as that best version of ourselves. And I've definitely fallen victim to that a lot mm-hmm. in the past. And so every day I wake up and it's like, how can I choose to, to live through love? Um, and that's the mission that I'm trying to spread across. Yeah. Where did you develop that? Like, was that from a young age through things you've been through? Like, cause you wouldn't have, well, you might've, but at 12 years old, you wouldn't have been thinking about that. Yeah, man. No, definitely not until I was about 20 years old, actually. Yep. Um, very, very much like a NPC, like my whole life, you know what <laughs> I mean? Like going to a private boys school, like doing subjects because everyone else was doing subjects, trying to get a high ATAR because everyone else was trying to get a like, Just that no, norm, yeah. Yeah, man. It, I was just like a hamster on a wheel um, all the way up until year 12. And then um, I guess when you're in year 12, you have that mindset that oh, yeah, life will change when you go to uni. But life didn't change when you went to uni. It was the same thing. I was like just studying um, and basically not having any awareness of like who I am. There was, it, I, like I literally was just like a robot to an extent, like working, studying, um, hanging out with people, drinking, only because everyone else was doing that. Um, and that kind of, yeah, led to my demise later on, if we want to go into it. or Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Um, I think for me, like 2016 was that first year of uni where I was going off of high school with the same mentality and it did me well. Like I got good marks. Um, I had recently got into a relationship with my first girlfriend at the time um, and I was very focused on like making a lot of friends and trying to be popular, as most people do when they go to uni. Um, and it was also a sense of freedom, right? I, I was now interacting with women. I was now exposed to alcohol, parties, things that I never did in high school um, and definitely went overboard with it. Um, and then 2017 comes along, the second year of uni, and nothing much has changed. But obviously, I'm halfway through my degree now. And I had no idea what I wanted to do when I got up, grow, grew up. You know, I was just doing this degree because it was a very broad degree. Um, and it was the only one that I didn't need to like have certain marks for, for example, like all my other friends were doing medicine, doing law, doing engineering. I didn't want to do that, nor did I get the marks to do that. So I was like, let's do management at UWA. Very simple, very calm. Mm-hmm. Um, but as I was doing it and approaching the end, I was kind of like, oh, what does my future look like? I hadn't even thought about that before, but it was 
nearing and it was getting scary. Um, and there was kind of this pressure from my dad as well to take over his McDonald's business, which I, at the time I was like, oh yeah, I guess I'll do that. But it was never like, I want to do that. It was never like a reason behind it. And I guess that pressure was kind of in the back of my mind. Like, oh, I'm going to be doing a job that I probably don't really like, um, doing a degree that I don't really like. And then with that, my relationship started to really suffer as well. Um, I started to push away the people closest to me, um, mainly like my girlfriend, my friends. Um, and as I bottled in a lot of these feelings, because my soul was like, there's something else for you, you know what I mean? But I didn't know how to interact that with that. And so I kind of just kept it all in. Uh, and you guys would know, the more you bottle emotions in, the more it's going to manifest in unhealthy Absolutely, ways. Absolutely, yeah. And, and for me, they looked quite unhealthy. Like the drinking started to become like binge drinking and drinking so much that I would pass out in alleyways, wake up in the morning at like 5 a.m. Had no idea where I was. It's like next level kind of crazy stuff. Um, I used to get really angry, punch walls till my knuckles would bleed. And at the worst point, uh, I was actively like self-harming. Um, and then, yeah, like my girlfriend was kind of like, what's going on? And I was like, nothing's wrong, don't worry. Uh, there was a night where one of my mates literally came up to me. It was at a ball and he was a little bit drunk as well. And he's like, Gareth, he grabs me by the shoulder. He's like, Gareth, like something is wrong. Please talk to me. But my mindset at the time was um, nothing's actually wrong. I was feeling a bit of pressure, but nothing was wrong in my life. I haven't, hadn't gone through any trauma, right? Mm -hmm. So I couldn't really justify the way I was feeling. And he's like, Gareth, like something's wrong. Please talk to me. And I said, don't worry, bro. Like F off. Like I'm all good. I don't need your help. I'm fine. You know? And, and that bottled up, bottled up, bottled up. And eventually it exploded when my girlfriend like broke up with me because she couldn't handle when she found out about the self-harm and, and the way that I was kind of, I guess, using her as a crutch. She was like, this is too much for me and left. And that was at the point where that rock bottom hit where I had not put any energy into myself. It had gone into the outside, especially into like my partner. And so when she left, it was kind of like this emptiness that I felt. Um, and I was like, damn, like, do I want to be here still? You know, like what's the point of living if, if I've lost the most important thing to me at the time? Um, had no purpose, had no vision, didn't even have a conversation with myself or a relationship with myself. Um, but very fortunately, I guess these habits started to come in place during that time when, when I was at rock bottom, my friends came back, which was, I was very lucky. They picked me up. They literally took me out to the beach, took me out to dinner, watched movies with me, stayed at home. Um, and I decided to take a break off of uni for that following year because I was right at the end of uh, 2017. Yeah. And so 2018 came along and nothing had really changed on the outside. Like I was still broken up with, I was still doing a degree that I didn't want to do. I was in line to follow a career that I didn't want to do, but I started to focus a bit more on the internal dialogue and building that relationship with myself. Um, and so from that, it looked like, you know, exercising, going to the gym, eating right, hanging around people where I could have real conversations with. And, and slowly I started to, yeah, develop that awareness. And I was like, wow, like there's so much more to this life. And I was feeling a lot better just like that. So, yeah. yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that. That's so good, man. great perspective and um, very just resonating with this week's theme. And I, even I couldn't help but resonate with some of the things that you were saying with the um, scenarios that I've had with some of my mates when I was younger, like, what's, what's up? And it's like, nothing's wrong. And just, and because you don't think that you haven't gone through trauma or nothing like that, nothing that's deemed serious, but it can be, it can be a zero. It can all the way up to 10. Like I just, I, I'd be happy to well, now share with my mates, but back then, obviously there's that stigma around not sharing and being vulnerable, which you can go into a bit, but I love how you mentioned that tipping point of when you're at rock bottom and then, and then you're fortunate enough to have your friends to get you out of that rut. So I was yeah wanting to ask you 
while you're talking about it, you kind of answered it as well. Yeah. But um, yeah, so just that that tipping point or that that switched on moment when you <laughs> when you're yeah. like starting to build build those healthier habits and um, and so yeah, you were saying that you might have been around twenty twenty one at that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was when I turned twenty, um, and I think the key to that whole flip, because yes, I did things that made me feel better, like the exercising, the eating right, but I think the key was like that mindset shift of I'm whole and worthy within myself, like yeah. first and foremost. And that took like meditating to like reading books as well and and just stopping and like pausing and just sitting with myself, which I'd never done before. So just growing that self-awareness. Yeah, self-awareness. Yeah. Do you think, um, I guess, all men and women today like tend to shy away from self-awareness because it can be kind of a yeah. you know, confronting thing sometimes. I think, I think the whole world is sort of set up in a way to keep us from looking into ourselves, you know what I mean? Like from the moment we leave school, it's like get this job, get this degree, buy a house, get a mortgage, get a wife, have kids, grow them up. And then maybe when they're like 18, stop and reflect on your life. And I, I found that that kind of leads to what I define as like this midlife crisis, you know, yeah. like for my parents, especially like they came from a very difficult background from Sri Lanka, like a they were fight, fleeing from like a war essentially. And for them, mental health or even self-awareness was like not even an option. Like it's it's like a luxury to even yeah. work on yourself. And for them, it was just, how can we eat tonight? How can we get the kids to like grow up well? And then when they finally did that for us, and I was about 18, 19, when that kind of finalized, then they really stopped and relaxed and looked inwards. And in looking inwards, they were actually like, wow, our relationship, like each other, my parents, they were like, we're not very happy. And then they ended up divorcing and a lot of things kind of happened um, on like a health level within my family. And I think for them, they only took that pause when they were like 50 years old. Whereas I think if I was able to take it when I was 20 years old to perhaps not ha make the same mistakes in a sense. Um, but yeah, it was the self-awareness thing was, was crucial for everything. And I'm slowly seeing a lot of my friends kind of wake up or get switched on. Mm. But I'm also seeing a lot of parents just extinguishing that fire and then just going along with everything else and accepting a life less than what they possibly deserve. So, yeah. I want to touch on, so you had your mates supporting you through this period. What about like now you want to do man up, you want to do your PT stuff and you've got other aspirations. What about when people constantly say it's not going to work, you can't do it, you won't achieve it and because they're just doing the same thing over and over on the hamster wheel that, you know, they're on this path and that's that's all they can do, that's all they can see. Yeah. Where you've got all these different things, how do you actually... I guess, put that away or talk to them or I don't really know how to put it, but like, because yeah, no, you know what you say, like, for, for us, it's like we're doing switched on yeah. or we're creating this or we're going here and it's like, just chill out, mate. You don't need to do that. Stop working out or do this or take some time off. But it's like, what's the rush kind of yeah. thing? Yeah, it's like, yeah, like how do you, what's your advice for people like? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it kind of sounds like you're wanting to ask me like, how do you deal with like the haters almost, right? Yeah, or like it's sort of like that, negativity. yeah. Yeah, the I mean, people that, the, the people that don't believe that you can achieve what you want to achieve. Yeah. I mean, very simply, like, you do, these are the people that you shouldn't be surrounding yourself with, yeah. you know? Um, and I, I guess when I first started doing a lot of this stuff, you know, like stepping away from traditional career pathways, there was a lot of resistance, like people being like, oh, what are you doing? Like, is man up? Is man up for like weak men? Like, it wasn't like they didn't register what was going on. But I think for me, the way that I've, I've defined everything now is like I had this saying which is like the proof is in the pudding in a sense like mm -hmm. the way I'm living my life I'm quite happy I'm fit I'm healthy 
um, I'm following a, a dream. If someone is disagreeing with me, either they're projecting their own insecurity about their own lives onto me, or they're not the right person in my life. Yep. And I've had to have a bit of a weaning process as I've grown up and matured. And I'm very thankful that a lot of my friends actually came around and were like, yeah, this is what Gaz does now. Like he's, this is his goal, this is his dream and we're gonna support him. Whereas there were a lot of people that were kind of like, what's he doing? Like who does he think he is? Does he think he's like an influencer? Whatever it might be. Mm. Simple as that, these are the people that I just let go of because I think perceptions of others will really hold us back because I could do one act and one person could love me for it. One person can hate me for it. Exactly. Who's correct? You're never going to please everyone. Yeah, no one's correct. So the only perception that matters is the one you have of yourself. Yep. Um, and that was big, even with Man Up. Like, we get a lot of hate still. Like, you guys are fake. Like, you still go to clubs and drink. Like, I'm allowed to go to a club and drink. <laughs> Doesn't mean I'm a good man. You know what I mean? And yeah. people just can't grasp it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's been tough dealing with a lot of that. But now, within ourselves and within the community, we're just like, well, if not us, then who? We're not going to stop doing this work because a few people are giving us negativity, got to keep doing it. Yeah. 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 I love that. It's, it's, I love that. Like, it's like a analogy. You've, you've got prescription glasses and they're for your eyes, mm. for your eyes only. If I gave you my prescription, you won't be able to see correctly. And that's, I just love that analogy because it's like, this is my vision. This is where I'm going. This is what I want to do. You can either jump on board and help out or, you know, you just wear your own glasses and do your own thing. Like Go your own way, yeah. Yeah, like it's like my vision, it's for me. You don't have to understand it. You can support me in it, but like this is where I'm going and, and you're a good example of that through Man Up and on Man Up, like you've just got back from Gold Coast. Mm. So it's it's going places, it's it's growing, it's getting bigger. Um, I'd love you to touch on that just quickly, but um, like, yeah, haters or whatever, yeah. but... Like, like you're saying, it's what you're doing in the community and it's getting recognized across Australia. Mm -hmm. So you're obviously doing the right yeah. thing. Yeah, that's it. And it's always like people don't care until you've made it to an extent, right? Yeah. And when you're starting something, there's so much like, oh, what do you, who do you think is? But then people like strangers see Man Up and they're like, this is such incredible work. Like, you know what I mean? And it's it's so interesting how it's the people... It's the in-between, I find. Yeah, it's the in-between, I know. And it's the people closest to you that, again, they're just getting insecure, I think. Um, but to answer your question like, a bit more about Man Up, is that what... Yeah, 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 yeah Man Up sure. and, and how it's growing. Like, yeah, for yeah. sure. I mean, we started this unofficially 2019 as like literally an idea, a passion project. Had no idea where it would grow, which is kind of like why we're, oh my goodness, we've got to catch up and, and mm. get some things in place. Um, but it... It took off very slowly, like first year because of COVID. We literally like launched in 2020. Um, great timing. Yeah, great. <laughs> and like our whole thing was based on going to schools and talking to like the boys there. And so 2020, we literally got two schools that said yes. And they were both me and Asib's old school Yeah, for free. It wasn't like an actual thing. Um, and even at the time, we were quite new at it as well. We didn't really know our worth and our capability. And so it wasn't very good sessions as well. They're probably like, what the heck is this? But I guess during that time, it was a good opportunity to really work on the mission and the community. So we did a lot of online stuff like like podcasts like this, IG lives, um, webinars, posting content. Um, and so when we started doing that, a lot of the people around our community was like, oh, what's going on? What's this? This looks like a good cause because I guess no one has seen it before, mm. especially within our like small community. Um, and so as we kind of started to grow that year, we just did a lot of them like podcasts and, and grew our following. And then next year, 2021, 
we basically just applied for like all these grants and sent e we sent emails to like a hundred schools, like two got back to us, you know, three got back to us. Yeah. But it was better than nothing. And so we actually w did a few more workshops as 2021 opened up. And then from there, we got nominated for this award category, which one of our friends nominated us for, like a friend who had relatively big status in WA, which is oh, cool. cool. Um, and basically we won that award. And that was like a moment where we were like, wow, this work is needed because on the higher up level, looking down, like everyone was like, wow, the work you guys are doing is amazing. Although we weren't even going to that many schools, they're like, this is so necessary. This is so needed. So we held on to that. Um, and getting the award was like a really big, like proof. Proof is in the pudding, right? Now. Yeah, there you go. Um, and then, and then, yeah, we we got into more schools because of that award. Like it gave us more credibility. Yeah, th and that's then, what you need for and sure. That's it, for sure. And then, and once the school got us in, it was like, you guys come back every year because it is an effective program. It's unique. The boys love it. Um, like these young men have probably never had a conversation about their mental health, about masculinity in an open and free setting where the teachers yeah. aren't allowed to listen. We encourage like full openness, right? Um, and they love it. And we've gone to schools like three years in a row now, which is really cool. Um, 2021. So by the start of the year, it was like no schools. By term four, it was a school a week, which is like really cool. And that was a goal that I'd set. And then last year, we, I guess, dipped a little bit when the COVID thing happened again, but then picked back up, had about a school a week from like term three and term four. And now we're like two to two to three schools a week, which is like really, really cool. We've got a big volunteer base now. So although I can't go to the, the sessions every day, it's like the volunteers are going because we've created like a double-edged sword in the sense that we help these school kids, but we've created a community where young men who've just graduated school are looking to give back, but also looking to learn what it means to be a healthy man. And we've created this little volunteer space where these boys are like best friends with each other. They study together, but then they also go do the man-up sessions together. Um, and we're kind of practicing what we preach at the same time. And I think all of us are agreeing that we're still discovering what it means to be a healthy man. Definitely, know? man. It's an ongoing process. Yeah. And so even myself as the co-founder, like I try to model as much as I can to them. And I show them my weaknesses. They've seen me cry before. They've seen me get angry before. And every time I think that I'm like, I shouldn't be showing these emotions. They're like, nah, Gareth, this is why we respect you more because you show us that we can be like this. You don't have to be this certain way all the time. Mm. And I think that's what society is putting a pressure on is like to be a certain way. So we're trying to break that mold and, and really lead through vulnerability. So yeah, we went to Gold Coast last week and that was a really big um, stepping stone as well because our first national experience, like we got we got sent over to the Gold Coast to do a presentation at the International Mental Health Conference, Epic. which was sick. You know, mm -hmm. like how could I have only dreamed like this thing three years ago in my, in my you know, the studio just doing whatever and now we're in the Gold Coast like flats paid for like combination paid for like so cool oh, how good um, and it went well like even at the presentation there like there was a lot of workshops going on but our one was like packed out people came to watch and they came to speak to us afterwards and they were like yeah this is sick we've never seen anyone do a project like this um, so I guess in terms of uh, long term like there's, there's huge potential we just really need to work on our internal systems right now like sustainability we want to get more like paid roles. We want to get a board set up, which we are struggling with, you know, because like we grew so quickly, mm. like we don't have a lawyer, we don't have an accountant. We need help from all that kind yeah. of space. So that's currently what we're working on. Yeah. Right. So starting off as the passion project and then you, then you're saying before they're noticing there was that need. Did you notice there was a need for that when you were first starting? I was just kind of just probably not as much as we realized. I mean, yeah. the premise behind why me and Haseeb did this was we wanted to give kids education that we never had. Yeah. Um, but I think, yeah, we, we knew, we looked up comp competitors and there were 
Tomorrow Man, there was like Man Cave, but they were all Man East Coast based. Exactly, mainly. yeah, that's all I was saying because there's, I think in WA, there's definitely that need for that because there wasn't yeah. something like that. So I've just. Yeah, yes. exactly. But yeah. then what we've noticed now is that, in fact, although they are competitors, no one does the peer to peer volunteer model that we do where mm-hmm. we take the kids away from the classroom. There's no whiteboard, there's no presentation. It's just in a circle with the boys, maybe chatting some shit but also giving away some valuable lessons from a person a few years older than them. They've never seen that before. Mm-hmm. And so when they see someone who's young and who's cool, perhaps, goes to the gym, is muscly, they're like, oh, this guy's like a bloke. Yeah. And he's also talking to me about his mental health problems. Like, what? Yeah. They've never seen that before. Well, the, what, I'm, I'm going to compliment here. When they see you, right, they walk in and it's like, like you walking in today, people might see a photo like, like dressed very well, groomed, but then, like, okay, that's what a man looks like. Like, stylish, he's muscly. Like, but then it's like, he's look at the, he self cares. He meditates. What? Like, he does all this. Like, yeah. you know, it's a man doesn't have to, you know, be this big, strong, brute dude. Like, yeah, you're muscly, you're strong, but you've also got that, mm-hmm. you know, that feminist side of, mm-hmm. you know, as well. And it's, I think, walking into a classroom, well, not classroom because it's the open forum, and seeing that, it's like. I can be strong and and stuff, but still be okay with my emotions and talk about myself and understand myself, which like you're a yeah, great example of that. Thanks, so I, I can see why it would work so well from a, like that's just me, but imagine like, you know, being year 10, 11, 12. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. oh, and we get them. Like I went to John Curtin two weeks ago to repeat a session. I um, I was there literally a week after you. And oh, really? I had feedback. Yeah, mad no feedback from you. Yeah, well, I went there because we've been there three years in a row. And as I was presenting to the year nines, year tens, and year elevens from the last two years, we're like, yeah, like running down <laughs> the hall, like, we still follow you on Instagram, like, you know what I mean? So obviously it has an impact. Yeah. The fact that they are leaving their class to come say hi to us and stuff. So that was like a really nice moment, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, well, I was, yeah, I was there literally a week after, and one of the teachers um, talked to me, he's like, oh, do you, do you know the guys from uh, Man Up? And I was like, yeah, yep. Yeah. You know, like Gareth and boy, like our kids just love their program like mm-hmm. and all this. So it's, it's oh, that's um, awesome. So it means it's like the kids are telling teachers, bro. Yeah. So it's yeah. not just the kids telling kids, it's kids telling teachers and yeah. it's just, it's yeah. growing and it's good to see. So around these, we, yeah, you go into healthy mas- healthy versions of masculinity and, and what that goes into. We've kind of touched on surface level of it, but I would really, just super curious, what's like, how do you define masculinity from sure. your side? For sure, I think, the best way to define it is maybe looking at the opposite definition of what we see like as toxic masculinity these days. Yeah, because that's kind of in the last buzzword, year or two. Is buzzword, yeah. yeah. It's huge, yeah. man. And and what it's doing is we actually go to a lot of schools um, and when we talk to these kids, right, I ask them the question, I'm like, boys, tell me what it kind of means to be a man these days. And they're like, oh, it's bad. It's bad to be a man. And I'm like, oh, what do you mean? They're like, oh, toxic. It's toxic to be masculine. I'm like, what do you mean? And then... Because young kids, they're kind of dumb in the sense that they'll take everything at face value. If they hear someone say something, they'll believe it. They'll take it personally, exactly. yeah. So the way that we define toxic masculinity is an imbalance of masculine emotions that are presented in a way that's through pressure, right? So for example, being strong, it's great, right? It's great to be strong. It's a very traditionally masculine stereotype. But when we're feeling weak or when we're hurting or we need help and we still feel like we need to be strong and, and keep it all in and don't cry, that is toxic in itself, you know? And Because you put that mask on, right? Exactly, the mask yeah. of masculinity, exactly, man. Um, and so toxic masculinity can go into everything, man. Like you can go into like your emotions, um, your habits, the way you interact with women and the non-binary community as well. And we see that with these young boys, right? Because they've been told, oh yeah, a man is someone who's strong. 
um, and is fierce. But then I question them. I'm like, all right, boys, when would it be appropriate to represent that? And they're like, oh, yeah, and the footy field, playing sport, yeah, perfect. Mm-hmm. How about when you go home and your partner's like crying and she's upset about something, are you going to be aggressive and, and masculine in that moment? They're like, oh, I guess not. I'm like, exactly. You want to be sensitive, vulnerable. And basically, so I think about well, healthy masculinity is the ability to, I guess, like navigate a spectrum of emotions from traditionally masculine to, to feminine as well. Yeah, it's that balance. It's that balance, yeah. man, because yeah. that's what we are. Before we are agenda, we are human and it's normal to cry. It's normal to feel upset, but it's also normal to get angry and be dominant in some situations, right? And so I think a majority of men are perhaps more masculine, but there are men that are not masculine. And that's perfectly okay. And likewise with women, right? Vice versa. And so a healthy person, a healthy man is a healthy person first and foremost, someone who can navigate that spectrum when the situation calls for it. I think that's how I would define healthy masculinity. Yeah, that's huge. And thanks for sharing that. That's a Go great... Back <laughs> Go back and listen to that minute and a half. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. And just because, well, even today, and then like, I think from where a lot of that comes from is it's just like like young men on their phones and then tuning into these different aspects of and then we know we know the names like Andrew Tay and then you have guys on the other spectrum like Jordan Peterson who was like I mean like I respect Jordan Peterson yeah on on that so I what Andrew Tay I don't know much about this yeah, Andrew Tay yeah. yeah what is he and Jordan Peterson I know a bit about but is he is Andrew Tay on the like toxic masculinity or what's well, I guess we'll go into it right because what's happening right like I said kids are very dumb and they'll see exactly <laughs> what they see at face value. Like yeah. a TikTok video is 15 second, um, like it grabs your attention, right? Yeah. So the things that grab our attention are the controversial things. And so yes, Andrew Tate has said a lot of lot of controversial things, right? Andy, because yeah. he's like world famous, right? Because of the things that he said. Um, but the issue that's sort of happening, and it's a big topic that we might not even have time to go into, but there's a bit of a divide going on now with like men and women that we see, especially in the younger generations. and feminism is a very healthy thing in fact man up is all about promoting feminism right sure but then we also see at the end of it is like this toxic level where i've met women like this as well where they maybe have attitudes where they hate men right and so when a young boy hears women saying that i hate men like men are all bad men are dogs a young boy doesn't know that they think that these girls are talking about everyone and you know what i mean they the instant reaction is to to get defensive and so then there's people like andrew tate who will say something like have you ever felt rejected by a woman before? Have you ever been turned down by a girl? Obviously, everyone has, right? Grabs them. Grabs them. So these little kids like, oh, yeah, this guy is finally standing up for me. Although the way he does it is in a very extreme way because he would then go into saying very sexist things and, and things that are like men should be strong. You should be tough as a guy. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And we know that we can navigate the spectrum because we're a bit older. But young kids think I need to be strong now because he says so. That's what a man is. And so, you know, these kids will get offended. They latch on to someone like him gives them a voice for the first time ever, but then in itself creates an attitude of, I hate women. And now it's just back and forth. So now they've stemmed their understanding of masculinity from that foundation yeah. where it's come from. Yeah. yeah, which is why people like us who perhaps are demonstrating healthier versions of masculinity are more important than ever because kids haven't seen it. You know, they haven't seen that there is a middle ground. They think you either got to be a really nice guy or a bad boy. But really I think introvert or extrovert, yeah. beta and alpha. Exactly. Like, yeah. Whereas the middle, I think, is be a good man. Like, how can you be both? And even women haven't seen it. That's why when we talk to a lot of girls about what we do, they're like, whoa, what is this? You know, like healthy men, like never heard of it before. Yeah. And then, you, I mean, you get like, a <laughs> goes around, it's like 
girls don't like nice guys. Yep. They, they don't want they don't want belters. They want alphas or the bad boys. Exactly. And yeah. yeah, it's like oh, oh it's, it's huge like you know rabbit hole that we can dive into. Yeah, yeah. I want to um, so touch on so that's Andrew Tate, right? So for people out there who just quickly touch on it, who would you say is like talks about masculinity and toxic masculinity in a in a in the way that you sort of like who do you model your sure well to be honest like not many people like yeah. I, that's why i was like really wanting to be a representative in that space because i was lacking but i think there's one person that comes to mind um he's an actor called justin baldoni have you heard of him no. he runs a podcast called man enough and he did a ted talk maybe like six years ago that actually really inspired me around this whole man up concept as well because he was yeah a guy who was very sexy very attractive very masculine but he was also able to demonstrate this level of vulnerability, which I'd never seen a man do and like not feel ashamed about it. Mm -hmm. um, and for me, I was like, well, I've never seen this in my life. Like, you know, even my dad, for example, yes, he's very masculine, but he, he does model it now, but maybe as I was growing up, didn't really see much of that vulnerable side because again, in our culture, it's not a thing. Um, and so that's probably one of the main people that I look up to in that sense. Yep. Yeah. yeah, I love that. What about if we go on and just around and then the new quick triangle and just, I don't know, I can come up with like maybe three names who have learnt sort of my masculine or values that I sort of hold. So I can say I was fortunate to have my dad that was able to sort of model um, what that like was for me. And then maybe in terms of like other people, like, yeah, I mentioned before, like Jordan Peterson, who like, I mean, guess in the last couple of years, I'm 21 now and obviously spending a bit of time on, on my phone and, and around the computer and stuff and social media, like, he has come up and I've resonated with some of the things that have said and like some of the aspects of modern stoicism kind of thing. Um, and then even, yeah, Jules as well has been like, since I've been at happiness co has been a very good model yeah. for me, I think. That's awesome. Yeah. Sure. What you got? Me? Um, yeah, I think it's obviously Justin Bardoni, but yeah. two people that, um, in addition to my dad as well, cause he, again, very much demonstrated like working hard and I definitely got that. Um, element of like striving for the best through him yeah. as well. Um, beyond that, uh, on a public level, I would say there's two podcasters slash personal development gurus I've really been following recently. And and one is Lewis Howes. Um, yeah, nice. Have you heard of him? I'm so glad you touched you. Yeah, Lewis Howes. Um, and he, he wrote a book called oh. yeah, The Mask of Masculinity, all that kind of stuff. Have you got his new book? Um, yeah, I haven't read it yet, but I've got it at home. Um, and the other guy is Jay Shetty. Mm -hmm. um, and the thing... You're <laughs> just taking the two, like, well, that's literally... It. The reason why I love him is he's a brown guy, and I'm a brown guy as well, and we don't see many brown guys in this space, you know? Yeah. Because, um, again, in our, our community is, like, a whole level back behind, like, Australia and the sense of, like, mental health and wellness. For them, it's survival and stuff like that. So when you meet someone like him, who he's world famous now, right? I got to see him when I went to Melbourne like a few weeks ago. He was sick. True. Um, but, you know, I look up, like I want to eventually be at that level because like it, I think it's such a space that's needed, you know, like fit brown men. Like it's not a thing, you know, in our culture. Um, and I think that's really helped me as well as a PT grow is because I'm quite a unique niche in that sense. Um, but, yeah, those are my guys. Well, sweet. So you've just taken two of mine. <laughs> so, but Lewis, I, I'm – like I've been following his podcast for so long. Yeah. Um, his books, just anything because of his like his background of being sport and obviously that's sort of my background and then what he's doing now and it's like like, yeah, I love this dude. And then Jay on just the like he when I read his book, like I read um Think Like a Monk and as soon as I read that book it was like, 
and just like open my eyes to the whole well-being, like mm. physical, mental, social, spiritual. Like I'd never tapped into spiritual, and now like you know on purpose, and I was smashing podcasts, and it was just like I didn't even resonate with the person that was on his podcast, but I still wanted to listen to him. Like, yeah. yeah. So in in that aspect, so those those two, um, but on a personal level, like um, yeah, like Jules has been been big. Yeah. As a young young like bloke my pop so my pop's like you know work hard but also like strong brute all this sort of thing but really had like worked hard with my nan and and their relationship man like he would not accept the job unless nan could come and be like um he used to do the roads then but so we're working on the roads yep we're away for how long eight weeks all right well my um, wife, amazing cook. She'll come up. She'll cook. Like you got to pay her and stuff as well. Cool. Like that. Like so. He, but he would be out like working twelve hour days right. on the tools all day. But then he knew my nan was there as well when he came home. And like so, that's the balance. Yeah. And every time we went over there, mate, it was like Sunday, Sunday Milo's in the morning, uh, morning tea, and you'd just hear the stories that Pop would would tell. But then he would always be like, talk about nan in such a like in a beautiful way and it's just like that I was, I was lucky enough to grow up with that that, that side and, and he was always and still is a role model of mine um, like just family and he was I guess sort of before his time can actually show that uh, respect show that respect and yeah. that emotion where I've seen you know other people that are just like nah 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 like, mm. so they're probably he was a big one for me but then outside personal is yeah that's awesome mate, we've got the same so yeah well I guess yeah with some of the names that we've mentioned and I mean we're very lucky to have had some of those role models and not every young young male growing up have have those role models and then that's why you see like some of these um attractions to people like Andrew Tate because they haven't had that voice or role model to base their own masculinity mm. masculinity off so and yeah that, just wish that'd be something to encourage or share that that they could seek out themselves for these role models and yeah. however that we can sort of show them because people different resonate. Yeah. People diff, re, uh, resonate with different people, yeah. Yeah, it's exactly like we're all like different. We all got added. But like it took me, it took, takes time. Like you listen to a podcast or you research yeah. what this guy's about. Oh, I heard about him. Yeah, okay, I don't vibe with that guy. Mm-hmm. But then it might be this person. And what's actually quite intriguing is, I know we're talking about boys and masculinity, but getting the the woman's take on it. So there's yeah. so many good podcasts out there that actually talk about it from a women's point of view and what they want from masculinity and what they think it is. And that is also really eye-opening mm-hmm. as well. And I'm, I'm sure you've yeah. probably seen and heard that yeah, as well. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we, we work with a partner organization, We Are Women. I'm glad. Because um, yeah. a lot of the schools like, what about the girls? And then we kind of found this organization that already existed a little bit younger than us. Um, and they work with the women in this space uh, around like everything around stigmas, around pressures that women face. Um, and even just on a personal level, like my sister, she works with women, like empowering women and, and, and helping them dive into femininity and stuff like that. And so I've noticed that every time we have conversations about this, we really are able to like hear both point of views. And I think there are um, a lot of, you know, just like there are a lot of men who are wounded, there are a lot of women that are wounded as well. And this is where a lot of people base their perceptions of what is attraction and stuff. But, you know, even for myself recently, like uh, recently getting into a very healthy relationship with my partner, like just seeing the fact that she accepts all parts of me, like the masculine and 
the vulnerable sides without me feeling like ashamed or embarrassed to show mm. it. And she's like, nah, like I want to see this. And it's been really like nice, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but it's awesome because I get to like demonstrate being like a masculine man as well because she likes that as well. But again, everyone is different. You can't expect every girl to be the same way, every guy to be the same way. So I think you just need to tr live truly to what you believe is true. And then the right person will be attracted to that. You know what I mean? Rather than you pretending to be someone, finding a girl and then pretending to be this person. And then eventually down the track, when you start being yourself, you're like, who is this? I don't like you. I'm attracted to you. Yeah. yeah. I think being true to yourself, you've got to take that and actually apply it. Like it's not, yeah, I'm, this is the way I am. I actually am like this. It's like, well, are you really? Or are you like break it down to write down all of your beliefs all your stigmas, whatever you believe in and actually break, where did I get that one from? Mm. Is that actually mine or is that my dad's? Is that my pops? Is that my mum's? Is that my friend's? And then actually like, okay, like, well, I don't actually think that men have to be strong mm. or yeah, I think they have to be strong in this certain way. Mm -hmm. Like, or I have a belief that like swimming is dangerous or whatever it might be, but it's like, break it down into what you actually believe. Yeah, that's yeah. so good. Which is so important because you can always just say, yeah, I think I need to be like this and this is my belief system. But, well, is it actually your belief system? Where did it come from? And if yeah. it did come from you, perfect, yeah. then that's yours. Yeah, but and knowing where that came from or like, and where that is now and knowing that it can change yes. moving forward into the yeah, future. Yeah, beliefs are malleable, man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's what I, I just think, yeah, it's so important. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and I, I just love the um, way that even recognizing that masculinity is changing it's evolving so we talk about traditional masculinity but how even that how that continues to evolve in today's age and so like i've i think you see people like inspired and employed who are being like themselves and they're being uh no like they're achieving these things and um like on socials their potty their youtube and stuff and just from embodying who they are like that that's just like a different form of masculinity yeah. right and it's just it's kind of like what like i look up to them in a way um and that Braden knows that, but <laughs> but like how you, what you touched on before is it's the it's the ability to be strong, show emotion, but like I don't, it's that emotion agility to be able to show all emotions, right? Yeah. yeah, and that's what I think it is, and and you touched on it really well. Like it's not the I'm strong, bold, brave, or it's not the opposite of you know I'm so vulnerable all the time and I'm shy and scared, or and I always talk about my emotions. It's you got to have the balance between both. And I think that is a stigma in itself is mm. all, all the stigmas around toxic masculinity. So we got to be vulnerable and open up and all this. Like, yes, we do, but that you you have to be kind strong. You've yeah. got to be brave at times as well. Like, yeah. like you said, on the footy field, on a sports exactly. field or, you know, something like that. But then you've also got to have that mm. off the field sort of. Yeah, we don't want to condemn masculine, yeah. masculinity. Yeah. yeah. So these things take time, right? Like these qualities that we're talking about. And coming back to, I guess, healthy habits, what are some habits for young males coming up that you think that can try to practice these qualities? Yeah, that's such a good question because I think habits is the key to changing your life, right? Because mm -hmm. you can have a vision, have a goal, whatever you want to do, but unless you take small daily action, which are basically habits, yep. you, will not actually, no, you won't see that change. And before I really go into this, there's a quote that um, Will Smith has. I don't know if you've heard of it, but it's like you have this giant wall in front of you, right? and you want to build this wall and it's so big and so scary, how do you do it? 
for one brick down at a time, mm-hmm. one brick down at a time. Exactly. And that one brick is like one day, one habit. Mm-hmm. And before you know it, you've got a wall in front of you, right? And I think that's what happened with myself. Like, like I said, after 2017 and that whole transformation, I just did small things every single day. So some of the biggest habits, and I still do them, is I meditate, mm-hmm. I do like a mindfulness meditation to calm my mind, a visualization one, to sort of talk about gratitude and the future. So have you done... Jay Shetty's um, The Calm one? Yeah. No, I use Headspace, but I've heard of it. I might look into it, hey. I do both, Headspace and Calm, yeah. yeah. I just do it. I don't, I, the only reason I got the app yep. was because yeah, he his, his da- voice, daily yeah. Jay, yeah, his voice. His voice is so soothing, yeah. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, so meditation, um, exercise, that was huge, like move my body. Absolutely. Whether that's go to the gym, go for a run, go for a walk, play a sport, like get moving because like it literally will increase the endorphins in your body. Um, what else do I do? Cold showers were a thing that I don't do every single day, but I'll do it as many days as I can. Because mm-hmm. we're basically, you're like shocking the system, your central nervous system, yep. to prepare for stress before it actually happens, right? Yep. So if you can, even like the gym, right? All these things are ways of building resilience in a controlled environment so that when life does get out of hand, you're able to regulate your body, right? Emotionally regulate. Um, I think another habit is talking to people that lift, uplift me like having real discussions, talking about mental health. Um, and also like my food, food and water, that's huge. Um, like how can I, food is our fuel, right? So if we can have the highest quality input, water and food, there's no doubt we're going to perform better, right? And doing all of these things are quite hard, right? And so when I first started these like habits that I wanted to put into place, I actually set up an accountability system. Mm-hmm. So I told my sister for 30 days, if I don't read for 30 minutes, if I don't meditate for 30 minutes and exercise for 30 minutes every single day, each day I don't do it, I have to give you $50 for 30 days. And so like pressure's on now, right? Because Each day? Each day. Because a lot of people, right, we have goals. And and for example, if you have an appointment with someone to meet them at 2 p.m., you're going to meet them at 2 Mm p.m. But when it's like, oh, I've got a bit of spare time, I might go to the gym in the afternoon. You just don't go. You know what I mean? (laughs) I might go. I might go, yeah. yeah. Whereas when we could put a system of accountability or like make it, a lesson or a rule and this is why i said the relationship with yourself is so important because you would if you can treat yourself like you treat a good friend you're not going to stand them up at the gym you're going to go to the gym because you told yourself you're going to go to the gym you know what i mean you build that that discipline within yourself and so out of those 30 days i think it's two or three days i didn't do it so i give my sister 100 dollars yep. um, but as the 30 days went by i was like this is not too hard i feel really good i'm going to keep doing it and it became a habit right and that's the beauty about habits is that mm-hmm. at the start it's really really hard but if you can have a system to like force you to do it, then eventually after 30 days or so, I'm not sure how long it takes to build a habit. I know it's, it changes 21 days, yeah, so three weeks, whatever it, it might depends. be. It depends. But eventually it just becomes normal. And so for me now, when I don't meditate, when I don't move, when I don't read or eat the right foods, I feel weird. Yeah. Like I've switched my new normal. Yeah. Mm. That's love that touch on. on. That's an hour and a half. Yeah. People can't get an hour and a half in their day they reckon so yeah. how do you which it's yeah it's easy to find yeah. but how would you give someone advice on that is it getting up earlier mm-hmm. is it actually utilizing your time yep. like so i think yeah utilizing your time is a key so it would in my workshop i'd run it through with a few people right if you sleep for eight hours and you work a traditional job for eight hours let's say you do that there's still eight hours left in a 25-hour period right and although it may not look like a nice eight-hour chunk, it might be one hour before work, two hours in the middle, one hour there. If you can almost systematize, like systemize it in a way, so like, all right, at 6 a.m. I'm going to go to the gym. 
and then get ready for work afterwards. Whereas if when you like don't leave it, when you leave it to chance, like, oh, maybe I'll go, then you're not going to go. Mm-hmm. But if it's like, 6 a.m., I've got the appointment to go to the gym, right? 8 p.m., I've got the appointment to meditate for 30 minutes, right? When you do that, you'll find that time, right? And so, like I said, everyone, even if you start small, everyone has 10 minutes a day. And if you don't have yeah. 10 minutes, you're lost. Like everyone simply has 10 minutes. And yeah, I'm sure small, you can- Small steps, yeah. I'm sure you can find that time. How long are you scrolling on TikTok for? How long are you wasting time watching TV, right? No one is perfect. Like I don't think everyone's optimized their time 100%, right? So therefore, there's always room for improvement. And I think the key is just to be open-minded to it, right? Don't even, by saying I don't have time, you've already like shut the door. But if you're like, oh, maybe I'll see if I can find the time. Yeah, right? I'll try, yeah. And you, whenever busy, it's a matter of priorities. How can you prioritize the things that are important in your life? Absolutely. And so, yeah, I'm trying to catch myself now whenever I'm too busy to do this. I'm like, actually, it's not a priority right now. Maybe in a few days time it will be. And that fluctuates. Like, for example, in the Gold Coast, I didn't have time to go to, I didn't have the ability to go to the gym and to meditate and to read a book for 30 minutes every day because I was in the Gold Coast in a new area and I wanted to spend my time exploring, having fun with my, my, my boy that I was with. So I can fluctuate within it, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. yeah, I like that. And one, I want to touch on like, it's, it's, it's negotiating it with yourself, right? So mm. last night, the footy's on, right? And, you know, I've had dinner, finished it and normally I'd do my journal, do some more reading and I'm like, Footy's on. I'm just gonna watch the footy. Yeah, being and flexible. Like, yeah, but it's not. Nah, it's not. It's on. It's on being disciplined. That's so. Sorry, man. I'm going <laughs> against what you're what you're saying. Is I was watching the footy and I'm like, it's five minutes in. I'm like, oh, what am I getting out of this? If I watch this, yeah, sweet. Nah. And then I got my book and I started to read. And then after, I felt so much better. And it's not. I know what you're saying about the balance, but it was for me. It was like I can spend twenty minutes just sitting here watching the footy, or I can actually do something that I know that I'll actually enjoy and get better after. And it's, and I did, and I felt so much better. And I'm like, yeah, finding that balance is good um, as well, obviously. But like when it's like, oh, no, I'm not going to read. I'm just going to chuck a TV on, scroll through my phone. It's those times where it's there, the like Gold Coast, you got to go explore. Yeah. So that's different, right? But it's when you're just sitting down and you're scrolling through TikTok for 10 minutes where you could have, tried a meditation for five minutes exactly like you know these sort of areas and it's been disciplined yourself i think in that little aspect yeah, yeah. getting the value out of that's when things, self-awareness yeah. is key right mm. you have to be aware to be like oh i'm on my phone put it away let's do this instead yeah which is so hard like i, I struggle <laughs> all the time so and mine's my worst is like computer work and then it's like oh does anyone wonder if anyone's like messaged or replied yeah. or and i'll go oh i better check my emails or i gotta send an email like just that stuff, like it's yeah. that's where, it, and it's still challenging, like oh, all the sure. time. But yeah, yeah, it's so interesting. But on, just go back to the 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 man up um, quickly. What what are the programs so people out there actually know? Okay, for sure. Yeah, what they are. Cause yeah, so we talked a little bit about it, but like yeah. So specifically, we run three workshops, um, each kind of covering different topics around, I guess, what it means to grow up as a young boy. So the first one is our male culture session, which is where we kind of break down this idea of what it means to be a man, where it came from. How can we help you to understand that you don't need to be fixed in a box to be a man? You can be very flexible and have your own definition. And with that session as well, we yeah. uh, with that session as well, we probably run we run through um, like peer pressure, how you can call out your mates if they're engaging in unhelpful behaviors. And we also dive into like porn and the realities of porn and how we can consume it in a healthier way. We never say like, don't watch porn because boys are going to watch it. Mm-hmm. So how can we consume it in a healthier way, right? Mm-hmm. And 
the way that we've set up these workshops is that they're with their friends. They're not with random boys, they're with their friends. So for example, in the calling out session, we give these boys an opportunity to actually see within each other they're learning this information. Therefore, in real life, if someone maybe wants to be like, hey, bro, like, didn't appreciate you saying that, like, it would be great with, and their friends, they can be like, oh, yeah, true. Like, the man up boys said this, blah, blah, blah. So our second session is male relationships where we dive into understanding healthy relationships versus unhealthy, where that line is between, like, abusive as well. Um, and the biggest takeaway of that um, session is also, like, consent. But like realistic consent, not just like a video about tea. Oh my, that <laughs> video, man, gives me headaches. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's a good video for like teachers to put on. And, and look, I think the education system around consent needs a lot of work because right now it's a PE teacher that runs it, like an awkward PE yeah. teacher that doesn't really know what they're doing. So we come in with like real situations, real examples, the law, our stories as well. Mm -hmm. And the kid's like, whoa, whoa. Like there's so much more I didn't realize. Yeah. And then the third session is our mental health session, the coping one. And that's where we break down stigmas of mental health. We get them to understand what actually looks like when someone is mentally unhealthy. And we kind of give them an opportunity to dive into an experience themselves. We do the reflection activity where they write down an experience where they perhaps felt challenged. Um, and we only do that after we ourselves as volunteers share our experience and our stories because we give them a safe space. They're like, oh wow, this guy who I've been making jokes with for the last two weeks is crying in front of me now, like, whoa. Mm. But we're not embarrassed that we're crying. We're not embarrassed that we're sharing our stories to them. And it gets them thinking, like just like you start thinking about things in your life. These boys are like, oh yeah, I did that once. And we give them the piece of paper, they go and write, and they're like, they write about a story that happened. And then when we come back in a circle, we give them an opportunity. And I asked the boys, I said, boys, was it un unmanly, like when I shared my story? And no one says yes. They're like, actually, I think it was really brave that you shared your story. Yeah. And I was like, that's great, boys. So, like, obviously you see the benefit of me sharing my story. So I want to throw it over to you, boys. Who here is brave enough to share their story? And there's always, like, a moment of silence. And then usually it's actually, like, the toughest kid will put his hand up and then he'll start sharing his story. And sometimes it's, like, pretty deep stories about, like, their parents dying or whatever it might be. And all of a sudden, like, I had one workshop once where there was a bunch of rascals, like, just running around, like, so bad, these boys, right? But I had three hours with them. And by the end of it, when one kid starts sharing a story, the other one went, the other one went. These boys were crying in each other's arms, like, bro, I'm here for you, like, don't worry, you know what I mean? First time ever they've experienced that. And it was such a moment where I was like, geez, this is what we, this is why we do this work, you know? And then at the end, we give them like a takeaway of like how you can help a mate out if you think that they're going through something. Yeah, yeah that's awesome, man. man. I want to so, go. I want to go to the workshop now. Oh man, it was not. Nah, it was that was like a moment where I was like, wow, like goosebumps everywhere, like seeing these boys like hold each other, cry. While this guy's crying about his grandpa that died or something like, yeah, it was, it was a moment. Yeah, that's, that's what you do for, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, I know you got a meeting. Do you have to get out of here? Uh, soon. Yeah, yeah. Probably like ten forty-five. Yeah. Well, yeah. Let us know. Let the listeners know where we can reach you. At sure, Man Up. Sure. So Man Up's Instagram is man underscore up underscore wa, and yeah. if you're in this space wanting to help us out, whether that's financially, whether that's through networks, um, you can send us an email at team at manupwa.org.au my personal mainly would just be the instagram so that's gareth shan underscore pt trust me if you if you want to get in shape me <laughs> get the man on yeah hit me up but um i think you know if there's a takeaway for anyone here listening yeah. is that ask yourself the question of how you can really dive into yourself like yeah what does it mean to be yourself right and and sit with that question like who am i and if you don't know how to answer that question, it means you've got to do some work, you know, because I think a lot of us don't actually know who we are and what our purpose is. And, 
and we, I believe that all of us have like a fire inside of us, which we need to switch on, you know, like turn it on. Um, and so when we have moments of self-awareness, have the habits that keep us feeling as our best self, we keep that fire burning and more people have, the more people that have that fire burning, I think the warmer the world will be like a better place, you know? So yeah, yeah that's kind of the takeaway is like, if you're listening, just ask yourself like, who am I? And, and know how to ask that question. Yeah. I was going to go over like a few takeaways because oh, <laughs> honestly, man, like this episode has just been so beneficial for my understanding and I'm sure Braden as, as well and hopefully the listeners because I mean, yeah, we unpack self-awareness, masculinity, toxic masculinity, like, and everything else in between and man i'm stoked for this episode thank yeah, you thanks, so much man. thanks this for your awesome. time so thank to so end it we did this um with 2012 boys with Lockie, and i just want to keep seeing if we can keep this as a theme yeah. i like it and and being being men's health week we're gonna i'm gonna keep it on the the topic of um like men or mm -hmm. boys or just males in general mm -hmm. who's someone that's really helped you out like i'm gonna go last week is it the last week in the last week. Yeah, in the last week or just in general, like, you know, supported sure. you, yeah. Well, I think going over the last week, it'll probably be um, my externals vice president who I went to Gold Coast with, Ash, Ashvin. Um, we, he's been a part of Man Up since we pretty much started, like as close as to a co-founder as can be. Um, and he's a bit younger than me. He's 21 years old, but he's always demonstrated to me like, wow, what a healthy man can look like at such a young age. Like I was so inspired by just the way he lives his life and, and just seeing his ability to perform in man up obviously very he's a very smart kid like switched on med student all that kind of stuff but he's also like real and he can and dive into himself and self-reflect and ask me real questions around the help the man i want to be and i think it's just so awesome to see that he's made such a big imprint within man up and within my life as well so what about you Matt? i'm gonna go my dad because at the moment he's doing um a bit of fifo at the moment uh and just in the recovery that he's had in the last year like last august he had a heart attack and um, since then, it's been gone through the rehab. I mean, there's a whole lot of time where he's doing not much. And then, so at the moment, he's doing some FIFO gig. And, and while he's home, like he got home last Friday, and then we always try to tee up either on a Saturday or a Sunday, go to Gage Roads, where, where that's how I work there as well. So we're able to go get a drink and a feed for 50% off. And so the time that we're there together, like um, I'm just able to vent to him, vent to him and just get if, if it, He's just listening, always wanting to provide his insight and what's going on and how that might be able to help me and just in this general chat. So, yeah, I love my love my big man and um, yeah, it was really good catching up with him yesterday. So, and he always like tries to check in when he can, even though he's away. Like, um, oh, how you going? Had footy go? Da da da. So, um, yeah, the last week especially has been um, big rock for me. So, shout out, Dad. Love that. Mine would be a mate of mine, Benny Miller who uh, he was over from Melbourne on the weekend and like his family was over as well. He's got a, um, you know, a, a partner and a, and a kid and his mom and dad were there as well. And like, we're all like hanging out like, um, and just to see he's like, we're in the city. I haven't been in the city in so long, but now like the busking mm -hmm. and his son was just like jumping around, having fun. I can just see the smile on his face. And although his family were there, we were like, maybe like 10 meters away and we're just having like, we, we talk on the phone and like we go for like 40 minutes and we have a deep conversation but to just spend that time with him we were there for like me and him like in and out probably would have spent half an hour actually alone together and the conversations we were having about each other life and how he actually is it was like we've talked about today just like opening up to each other and, and really 
I guess, acknowledging what we're both going through and how life is and just hearing about him and, and that on a – just to spend that time with him was – um yeah, it was awesome, and that's someone that like to be able to share that time was mm. was sick. Because I never we we always call and FaceTime, but it's just that actual interaction, like on a personal level, was really nice. Yeah. So yeah, that was mine. Awesome lads. Well, I'm stoked for another episode, part two of the Men's Health Week 2023, and another episode that's gone for an hour. So our other episode with Lockie from Twenty Talk that went for an hour and a bit. So just proves that how much what we talk about in these episodes. Um, go a really long way and I hope and there will be a part two because mate there's so much more we can get out of you <laughs> absolutely so. yeah, yeah, yeah yeah for sure I, I feel like bad we had to rush it but it's yeah. good yeah I don't think I don't even think we got too rushed yeah. but nah enjoyed every second mate thank thanks you. thank you so much Gareth and yeah we'll catch you guys in the next one thanks guys thanks for listening to another episode if you liked it please like subscribe hit the notification bell leave a review all that jazz we love your support and we'd love for you to continue supporting us if you want more info and want to know what we've got coming up, please head to our Instagram, chuck us a follow. And even check out our website for more episodes, resources, recommendations, and lots, lots, lots more. Links are attached in the description below. Cheers.